Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to the Love for the Culture podcast, episode one, where we cover what's going on in culture. We do a deep dive and have real conversation over a drink about what's going on in culture. So we bring the East Coast, the Dirty South, the Midwest point of view in our conversations. And in today's culture news, we're going to cover four topics. Number one, the black community's response to Kanye West and mental health. Topic number two. (laughs) What do we love? Why do we love toxic love? Why are we attracted to drama in relationships? Beat my ass. (laughs) Number three. Why are men not supported when they are victims? Yeah. Men hurt too. And number four. Is it really a fair fight between Mike Tyson and Roy Jones? Oh my God. Okay. It's totally ludicrous. (laughs) (laughs) So let's start with topic number one, which is Kanye West. Uh, being someone who's from the Midwest, Kanye, Kanye, I'm not from Chicago just because I'm black and I say I'm from Illinois does not mean I'm from Chicago. It's 217 central Illinois, but let's talk about Kanye West. Uh, he had a campaign, uh, event over the last week in South Carolina. That's that's what that was called a campaign event. (laughs) He is running allegedly for, uh, the presidential election for 2020. Yes. Cause anybody can win now. Basically yeah. so. Cheeto face has uh, made the, the bar very low. And so he made some comments about Harriet Tubman. Excuse me. Also, he was very transparent about the decision to abort his first child, which was very personal. And so since then, there's been some very interesting backlash that we're seeing on um, My dad Twitter. didn't have time for me. My dad. Oh, my God. Why did he go off on that tangent? Yeah. And it's just certain things that... But let me finish in the background because everyone may not have paid attention. <laughs> and so since he's had this event, he has had what a lot of people classify as a mental breakdown on Twitter where he said a couple of things. Um, he's claiming that his wife, Kim Kardashian West, had an affair with Meek Mills, who has <laughs> responded and said that that was not true. He's also claimed I remember that- days like this. I used to. <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely a nightmare for him. Um <laughs> He's also claimed that his wife and mother-in-law has tried to have doctors fly, flown down to where he's at. I believe he's in Wyoming right now to commit him. And he's also said that he has been trying to divorce his wife for quite some time. So there definitely has been some backlash about his harmful um, comments about slavery, which he's done this several times before. And uh, there's been a lot of criticism that Kim and her family should have um, done a better job of preventing him from saying these comments. Well, well let me let me jump right into. It. Well, let me finish. Let me get the background. Because let me finish getting the background. Also, people have felt that Kanye. I've heard this conspiracy theory that he is in cahoots with uh, Donald Trump, not my president, to split the black vote uh, because we know that Joe Biden is the Democratic candidate. And uh, one Ooh. other kind of thing to add to the story before you guys open up your comments. I know you guys are jumping at the bit Who in to, the to hell jump in. Vote for Kanye? No one. But Kim has also come out with a, a very compassionate uh, post on Instagram where she has explained that, as we all know, that Kanye West has admitted or has shared with us that he has been diagnosed with bipolar. And he is a genius. I think that we can all admit that he is a musical genius. However, Uh, Because he is over 18, uh, there are not many laws that allow family members or loved ones to have control of people with mental health issues. And she's asking for compassion and understanding. And that's kind of been a hot button topic um, as far as that whole situation. So we're going to really talk about not just Kanye West, but just what... Why is it that the black community is so averse to having these conversations about mental health? And 
dig a little deeper into what the things that Kanye West are saying. So, uh, who wants to start? Or should I throw out a question for us? I'll throw out a question for us. So, uh, should we give Kanye a pass for saying comments as harmful as challenging the validity of Harriet Tubman or should we give him a pass? Should should we just not give him any attention or should we just ignore No no pass. Not at all. Because he's 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 putting out information that is totally wrong. Harriet Tubman did lead lead slaves to Maryland and different places and they did work for white people because no black people owned businesses <laughs> back in that time. So they had no choice but to white work for yeah, white people. Yeah, so Yeah. What are you talking about, Kanye West? And then on top of that, I'm I'm shaming everybody that was at that whatever that that was, because mm-hmm. because if if you are serious about politics, there's no way that you can be at a rally for Kanye we, West. We, you, you're right. I, I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut you off. I'm just I'm just I'm like I just I'm in awe of all of this. We place too much value. Over celebrities, mm-hmm. he can make way a beat, too though. much value over celebrities. He can make and a beat, yeah, and it's only <laughs> he can make a beat, and it's only the reason that he's a millionaire. That, that billionaire, we, he's a billionaire now because Forbes came out about a month ago, and he yeah. is a certified yeah. Forbes billionaire. It's only respect the on his reason name. that he's a billionaire that we're even listening to this dude. We place too much value on money, and mm-hmm. it's not always money. We we have to look at to the. We have to look to the people in our neighborhoods, in our communities, excuse me, that are the true heroes Mm -hmm. that have have raised us and groomed us to the people that we are in order to become great. There are so many people that that were a part of Kanye West's life that made Kanye West. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And we place too much value over millionaires. We know this dude is mentally ill. Why are we giving him a platform? The the bottom line is... For me is why do we the question is why do we give a fuck about what Kanye West is saying? Exactly. Now just exactly. to add a little bit more context, so I don't know if you guys got an opportunity to look at the full clip or listen to it. And not defending what he was saying about Harriet Tubman, but what he was doing is trying to compare the fact that Harriet Tubman did free slaves, but then they were going into a different form of slavery for working for other whites. And he was comparing that to the music industry and how a lot of artists do not have control over their actual um, body of work and that even in 2020 that we are still in some form of slavery because a lot of us do not own our own businesses and as we um, look at the wealth gap in black America there is a huge difference and again not even trying to justify what he was saying but I think the problem with him is that sometimes he's using historical events to compare to what's going on in 2020 and something gets lost in translation. Cause I do think we would all agree that there is a huge wealth discrepancy in the black community, but using Harriet Tubman to illustrate that, I don't think that was, I don't think that was good. I think that got lost in what he was trying to convey. What, what he was trying to, he, he was trying to connect with a certain group of people. So that's why he used Harriet Tubman I agree. And, in the events that, you know, that happened back when she was, Freeing slaves. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, I don't give a damn if I was working for whoever. Black, white, Mexican, Indian. It didn't matter. As long as I was a free man, mm-hmm. that was the only thing that, that, that really mattered to True. those slaves back in the day. You know, because 
like I said before, we didn't own anything back then. So I had to work for Mr. John Smith or whatever the hell his damn name is because I had to take care of myself and my family. So jobs were what they were. You had to work for somebody white. Hell, majority of y'all work for somebody white, but I digress. <laughs> so I, I want to go back to George's comment about the fact that we uh, have to realize that Kanye West does have a mental health issue, which is uh, bipolarism. Not for sure if he is receiving any sort of mental health um, therapy around that or medication, but let's talk about mental health illness. Uh, why is that something that is so taboo in the black community? I think you mentioned George um, being from New York. There was always that crazy person on the block. You just kind of ignored him. Yes. But why Why do you guys feel like that is just a topic that is very taboo in our community, in our culture? Why can't we talk about mental health illness and have real uh, productive conversations about that? And, and in the black community, it was always, well, that's just Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Or that's just Tyrone. Because yeah, we all got that crazy person yeah, in our family. Yeah, we got that crazy person in yeah. our family. So that's just who they are. Mm-hmm. But we also didn't have the access and the capabilities to receive mental health. You know, so mm-hmm. normally we went to our pastors. Mm-hmm. And the pastor was the cure-all, the be-all. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to say a couple of prayers for you mm-hmm. and everything going to be all right. But so we're we going to pray that, away the craziness. Exactly. Okay. But we know that faith without works is nothing. Yep. So, dead. you know, um, we're not prone to going somewhere to receive mental health. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk to grandma, mm-hmm. big grandma, mm-hmm. and we're going to talk to the pastor. And mental health is not something that we're seeking, but it's something that we need to push forward to in the future. It is imperative. Absolutely. Tim, what says you? I think, I think Kanye, well, first of all, you have to look in the history of mental health and how it kind of vilified and excluded black people mm-hmm. as far as mental health because they, they just viewed us as being able to take the pain or deal with certain Ooh. circumstances because we we are not human. So yes, we indeed. can just we can just deal with it. So the same thing I don't know what happened when Kanye went in for for help for his mental um, issues. I don't think it fixed anything. I think I think the the bigger factor was his mom dying and him having a part in it, because his money allowed for his mom to go to where did she go to get the operation? She was in South America. Yeah, down to South America wow. to to get the the plastic surgery or whatever she was getting done that mm-hmm. that ultimately ended her life. So I think he feels guilt from that. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's missing his best friend, which was his mom, and dealing with it, he didn't know how to deal with it. And then the the ways that people deal with issues is is unhealthy, mm-hmm. as we seen the way he was drinking um, George's favorite. I think he was drinking Hennessy. Hennessy, yeah, NYC, Hennessy over everything. At the at the award show and ran stand up and ran ran on the stage. That that was a cry for help. I feel like I feel like that was a, it. Uh, definitely was. Yeah, just a it cry for help. Was. And what's kind of interesting is by Kanye West's own account about his mother and other people knew his mother. She was very pro-black, mm. and so it's a little alarming to hear some of the statements that he has made um, over the last few years, um, saying things that I feel, maybe you guys feel as well, that is damaging to the black community. Even his very public support of Donald Trump, aka Cheeto Face. Uh, 
who has shown <laughs> oh uh, definitely during this COVID-19 um, um, pandemic we're going through that he is a very racist, uh, divisive uh, person who is in our highest um our highest uh, office here. But one last thing that I want to kind of cover about this whole Kanye West and mental health. One thing that really touched me was seeing the brotherhood response. There was Dame Dash and also Dave Chappelle that flew on a plane to spend time with Kanye West. And that's not something that we always see with black men, with, with black women. That's a whole nother episode. That, but man. with black women, we go man. through things. It's very natural for us to call our good girlfriend. Hey, come over, bring a, a bottle of wine. Let's play some Mary J. Blige. Let's talk about our problems. But it was refreshing for me to see that he had a group of uh, strong black men that realized that even though the things he said was very harmful to the black community, this is a person who's hurting and this is a person who has, who's suffering through mental health is, issues and came down to support him. Is that something that you guys see for yourselves being two strong black women or black women? Whoa, Ooh, whoa, Lord. whoa. Pause, black men. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> is this something that you guys see as two Maybe strong that. black men? Do you feel like that's reflective of what you guys experience? I have to say... From the bottom of my heart, I am truly a blessed black man from Alabama. I've had some awesome, awesome, great men in my life that I've been able to talk to, going through women problems, financial problems, identity problems, because we all go through it. And I, I, I've had some great men in my life. You know who you are. And and you've helped me get through so much. So for Kanye to lose his mom and not and not have those, I, I don't know if he did or not. I really I can't say because I'm not Kanye. But if he didn't have that, then I can see why he's mentally ill. Man, I I, I can definitely see it. Hey, I'm listening to you talk, and I'm like, man, because I I kind of envy that because I didn't have that same experience. I didn't have um, strong black men that I could lean on and talk to about a lot of situations in my life. Coming from New York, shout out to the BX once again. But um, the men in my life, just you just had to be, you had to be tough. Mm-hmm. You know, you had to be hard. And anything outside of that was considered weak. And I couldn't have those conversations. It was either you dealt with that situation at the moment or you built the bridge and you got over it. So um, my grandmother, my sister, my cousins, my aunts, um, things that were personal that that really affected me, that I, I couldn't be transparent to my boys or to my uncles because I would be seen as weak. Those are the conversations I had with them. My best friend I grew up with, shout out to my boy Vino, we would just, man, we could talk about any and everything from unhappy house, you know, just not being happy at home or just females, finances, death. We talked about, I mean, any and everything. We talked about religion. We talked about everything. So not having that. And, you know, this is one of the, my criteria for dating is if you don't have anybody to talk to, then I can't talk to your motherfucking <laughs> man. But anyway, 
This is yeah. if if he didn't have that, I can understand where Kanye is at at this point. If you didn't have and and them flying out and talking to him at this point, to be honest, is really really too late because he's already at a certain point where he has some beliefs and he has some 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 things in his mind that has already shifted to a different section of life. Mm-hmm. And bringing him back is going to be very hard. It's going to take some time. Oh, yeah. It's definitely going to take some time. I think he's at a certain point in life that he's already made his decisions up. He made his mind up. I think them flying out to see him was just to make sure that he's okay. Mm-hmm. But he's going to move forward with his agenda. Oh, no question. You know, nobody... He, Kanye made a song, You Can't Tell Me Nothing. Yeah, a and, classic. And, and the song was, Wait Till I Get My Money Right. Mm-hmm. And right now, what you speaking on before, and you said in Forbes, he's, he's a billionaire. A, he's a billionaire. He's I a said millionaire. millionaire. Yeah, he's a certified he's a billionaire. billionaire. He has his money right. So what can you really tell him? Because he's already implemented this. And a lot of times, we speak things into existence. He's already spoken this. He's going to follow through. I think I think the he realized the fame, the money, all that came with a price, and that price was his mother. So I think that's why he's having these mental issues now, because he realized the fame, the money, all that shit he was fighting for, going to New York, following Jay Z, giving out tapes, making beats, all that shit came with a price, mm. and the price was his mom. I um I definitely my heart really goes out um seeing some of his tweets and and some of them being very erratic, uh, full transparency moment. You know, on my father's side, there was mental health issues. I remember as a child, one of my youngest uncles was a paranoid schizophrenic. And I remember being a child, seeing him have outbursts and seeing him literally having arguments with himself. And as a child, just completely being freaked out, didn't know what that meant um, until I was much older. And, you know, mental health can be a very scary thing. It doesn't present the same way for um for each person, just so just because one person's bipolar, another person is, you know, their um, symptoms and how they respond to that does not present the same. So, mental you said health arguments with, with each other, with himself, with himself, yes, with oh. himself. Motherfucker, don't make me beat your ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you know, I can laugh about it now, but as a child, I was like, what? Don't so take me some wine. <laughs> And we're not laughing because mental health is a funny issue. So just before y'all like, you know, come for us in, in, um, in our social media platforms. Um, not that we're feeling that, that is something funny, but I, I can empathize because it is very troublesome to see him. He is a great musical genius. I mean, I remember when Kanye West, Kanye West first came out first and it was out. just like, you know, his first two to three albums are just hip hop. Yeah, yeah, they're hip hop classics. You know, I remember when he was just a producer for uh, for the Rockefellers, you know, a big Jay-Z with. fan, you know, Hova all the way. And so it is, you know, it is sad to see. I really do hope that he does get the necessary help that he needs because we are definitely praying for him and hope that uh, he gets the help that he needs and he stops slandering our black figures because Harriet Tubman is a real living she's yes, a legend indeed. for us she is a legend for us and we don't want to slander the people that are important to our culture so so let's move on to our next topic um why do we gravitate towards toxic love and so this oh. is if you don't beat my ass you'll love me <laughs> oh gosh so this this topic was brought about uh with the whole megan the stallion and tory lane situation just to give you guys a little bit of background just in case if you're not aware of that so 
both Megan the Stallion and Tori Lanes was at a pool party at Kylie Jenner's house. They were leaving the party, were in a SUV. Something happened. We're not really for sure what happened, but all we know is we saw a video of Megan the Stallion limping. Uh, her foot uh, had blood coming out of it, and we found out later that she was actually shot in the foot, had to receive surgery. Tory Lanez was arrested. We still are not very clear of what happened. Like, what caused... You what? Megan is a G. Megan is a G. Yeah, you may limp for me, bitch, but you ain't running away. <laughs> <laughs> and again, we are not laughing at domestic violence or whatever the no, situation not at is. All. Not but at what all. we really want to talk about is so Drea, who is known for being on the Basketball Wise of the LA show, and she was um, known for dating Chris uh, Chris Brown. She's known for being a former stripper who had her child taken from her, away mm, from her. So she's she she Lord. she's been in the media for for a long time, but recently she. She was on a podcast called the Weed and Wine Podcast, and they were discussing the situation that happened between Megan Thee Stallion and Tory Lanez, and she made a comment that has been very controversial. A lot of people have come back at her, and so she made a comment talking about the situation, saying that it seemed like Megan Thee Stallion and Tory Lanez had this Bobby and Whitney type of love. Mm. We all we all watched the reality show with Bobby and Whitney. Y'all remember that? Yeah. That was a train Definitely. wreck. Definitely. <laughs> Love us some Whitney Lived Houston. It. Yeah. And so she also made the comment said that she wanted that type of love. That type of love that someone loves you so much that they are willing to shoot you in the foot. Mm. And You gonna shoot my pinky toe off? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and so since then, she's received a lot of backlash. And it really brought up the, the, the topic of why do we love toxic love? Why is it that we that some people that feel like health unhealthy behaviors and toxic love is what we should be striving for? So let's kind of do a deep dive in that uh, to kind of talk about why her comment was very problematic and you know why you know and again why are some women attracted to that bad guy? What is it about love that hurts? Is something that we sometimes gravitate towards? I don't. I can't. Attest to it. I'm a good guy, ladies. I'm, I'm, I'm the nicest guy you ever want to meet. But anyway, bad guys uh, are just, they're exciting. It's mm-hmm. the same thing for a dude, that ratchet chick that, that brings that drama, that, that brings that, that, that argument, and mm-hmm. then you have some fantastic sex after it. So, so it's all about sex. Like, we want the toxic love. We want to, like, turn up, pop off, because the end result is we have better sex. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think that's a part of it. I don't think that's all of it. And then most people don't understand this. Don't don't get mad at me, ladies. Fictitious word of love. Uh-huh. Mm. You feel like you know you don't really understand how love should be communicated from one person to the other. You feel like love could be, girl, if if you don't go through your phone, if you don't cuss you out, if you don't follow you around, if you don't try to fight. Every dude you talk to, then he don't love you. So you're equating love with anger, with uh, insecurity. You're equating love with somebody doing some things that could harm you and somebody else. So understanding what love is, is is the key. I think, too, is um, there's an amount of value. Mm Mm-hmm. That women want to have placed over them. Elaborate, please. Yes, 
I'm about to, yes. Depending on the guy, mm-hmm. we uh, women want somebody that's going to protect them. They want to feel protected. You yes. know, uh, it, when we go back to many centuries ago, hunters and gatherers, it was, I believe the hunters were always the, the women's choice. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, if, if he's a strong man, I know I'm going to have a strong child, and he's most likely to survive. Mm-hmm. And there's still that instinct built in our women and no woman wants a man that she could walk all over. And that is true. I think most women, and I'll speak for myself, you know, women, we do want someone who's going to be a provider, not necessarily saying we want them to pay all the bills. We want someone who's a provider who can contribute financially, but we also want to feel protected. And I think sometimes that for some women, if you have a man who is overly aggressive, someone who displays these toxic signs of love that is a way for some women to feel that this guy actually loves me because some guys let's be honest some guys are not willing to open up and show that emotional side and so i think that sometimes people or women feel like Mm -hmm. when you see those toxic traits that's confirmation that this man loves me instead of a man saying i love you because for some men it's hard for them to say they love me look NYC, mm-hmm. I can't see the tears coming down my eyes. Yeah, we were talking so about I that last So I gotta make the song cry. A classic like, Jay-Z not, song. Yes. Classic, I'm, classic. It took me years to be transparent with my wife. Mm-hmm. And, and the thing was, I don't care what went on, I was not gonna cry. I mm-hmm. was not gonna admit that I felt weak or I felt scared mm-hmm. because I have to be strong for everybody around me. So why is it really hard for sometimes men to open up to the woman that's in their life and to show that emotional side and to be vulnerable and to say, I love you? Because again, you know, I feel that there are some people, and this is both men and women that feel like when, you know, someone busts, you know, out your, your car windows, or we, we all watched that video last night of the lady that, uh, set her dude's car on fire. Oh that's love. Is, what? No, that's not love. She that's, loved, cra- that's craziness. She, she loves me. I don't know because it, I'm she, she's still <laughs> it blew up and she fell back. It's like whoa, I'm like that, that's not alive. love, ma'am. But why? Why does it take such extreme declarations of love for people to feel love? Why can't it just be simple that a man tells the woman that's in his life, "I love you," or vice versa? Why does it take these extreme crazy stuff? People keying your car, putting sugar down your take, you know, uh, breaking well, in your house, all the stuff. Why can't it just be a simple "I love you"? Why is that not enough for us sometimes? Why does it take the toxic stuff to happen? Well, a lot of a lot of men feel like if I say "I love you," I'm giving you, I'm giving the upper hand up to the woman mm-hmm. because me confessing my love to you, you can use it against me, mm-hmm. and then. Uh, and then I'm giving you the upper hand. So if I tell you I love you, then you know I love you. Then you can use that against me. So uh, some men feel feel that way. And then some men, it's just they never learn how to communicate yeah. their, their emotions I'll... and their feelings. And you could, you know, I know there's a lot of ladies out there probably tell their man, I love you. He'd be like, me too. Yeah, that's because Because he's not going to say those, those words because he feels like, Whatever the reason, either he feels like he's giving you the upper hand or he feels like if I tell her I love her, then I'm putting myself in a compromising position as far as emotions and feelings. So, and the man that I grew up with, I've I've never heard my dad tell my mom I love that, that he loved her. He just, to in his head, him providing and doing things for us and 
taking care of the house and whatever the case may be, that was his way of showing love. He felt like, I'm pretty sure, rest in peace, he never felt like he had to say it. He just mm -hmm. showed it. Okay. So him showing it was was more important than him saying those words because words are just words. Yeah. Actions control, you know, control everything. Your actions make me feel like you love me mm -hmm. in, in my dad's mind, I'm, I'm sure. So so love is, is, is just all in how you communicate it. And then another big thing is how you receive love. Everybody don't receive love the same way. That's true. Everybody just don't receive it the same way. You can you can tell me you love me all you want, but unless you you know what I'm saying you getting it up at least five <laughs> nights out of the seven, then obviously you don't love me. Well, that kind of brings up this very popular book. It's called The Five Love Languages. I always right. tell people yeah, to I've take that, that before, test. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah. for some people, to your point, some people receive love different ways. For me, um, I'm not into. You want somebody to buy you some shit? Actually, I'm not. No, I get very. I, I thought of that too. I, no, 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 no. I said that too when I looked at it. No. Like, yes. Oh my goodness! No, yes. I actually feel very uncomfortable with people giving me gifts because as a child I didn't get a whole lot of gifts. So it makes me very uncomfortable when a man buys me stuff because you know, not trying to be one of those women just like I don't need a man for nothing because that's not me. Well, but honestly, I read the book. Mine is affection. Mine's is too. I I need I love words of affirmation. Mm -hmm. Like I don't don't. Don't think you come at me and say, hey, you know, I'll buy you this bag because I can buy that bag. But I want to feel that. And for me to feel it, I need to hear that. So yeah, for me, it's very important for you to I, say that you love words of affirmation is important to me yeah, and quality I to, time. I used to date this Chinese Jamaican chick and she used to always tell me foreplay starts in the beginning of the day. It does. And I never caught on to it, but it was just the simple words you say, the things that you do. Mm -hmm. That was the foreplay before you ever entered the bedroom. Absolutely, absolutely. So I think, you know, um, if we can maybe just close this out is that um, what what can we do collectively or individually or just as a excuse me, a society to make non-toxic love actually matter to where that's like the new norm, not the, you know, uh, the crazy stuff. Why, what can we do to make, you know, healthy relationships be something that's a priority and not this toxic stuff? The One big thing, excuse me, Tim, excuse me, brother. No, no, no excuses. One big it. thing, knowing when to walk away. Ooh, oh, that boy good, that boy good. Knowing when to walk away <laughs> is such an important factor in relationships. And why do you think it's hard for people to walk away? And speak to you me because I've, I've been in an entanglement situation for mm. like one year and eight months. I did the math and I've had this problem of kind of walking away. So speak, look, pour into your black okay, sister here. Okay. Please, let me, I'm, let me I'm ready to receive Give it. yours and I'm going to give you mine. One thing is, one reason is, sex is one of the biggest things Oh, so people, people are digmatized or pussy-tied. Yes, pussy -tized. when the sex is good, you just don't want to walk away. Okay. You want to make sure, you, you ever had something and you like, let me make sure I don't like it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And because you really liked it. Okay. And sex is one of those things that even though you know you shouldn't walk away, mm -hmm. you might linger around for a little longer. You know? And you tell yourself, oh, this is the last time. But if that last time is really good, yeah. it's going to be another last time. Okay. What say you, Tim? 
Why hold do we love on, this toxic on, let me, love? Let me finish pouring this here drink. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yes, we do drink and speak on this podcast. Uh, just a warning: we probably should have covered this in the beginning. This is not a podcast for your mama, your mima. We will talk about uh, sex. We'll talk about relationships. We will drop occasionally f bombs, GD bombs, and different things. So if this is offensive to you, you may not want to listen to this again. This ain't your mama or your mima's podcast. But I please love continue the on. Disclaimer. Well, for I, I think I think the biggest thing I'm just talking personally, the biggest thing for me in order to walk away from a relationship is I just had to love that that I had to love me. I had I had I had to love Terrell. I had to value and love me enough to be like, you know what, I don't deserve this. Or this is not even worth my time. So once I got to that point of loving me to that point, then it didn't matter. I could I could have brought off in eight point two seconds. It didn't matter to me because I just knew who I was and what I brought to the table. It ain't nothing to cut it. Oh, hey! <laughs> <laughs> I love that song. And you know what? It, we have to be prepared to cut someone off when you realize that someone is toxic. And, and even with going back to the to the Instagram thing with with Shorty with the gas can. And she's lighting her man car on fire. She got blown back. He should have cut. He had signs and signals way before she did this. Because that vehicle looked new, so I'm pretty sure (laughs) (laughs) the vehicle before that, she set that that motherfucker on fire. He had signs and signals way before she blew the vehicle up. And the thing is, he chose to stick around. And Mm. one of the biggest... um, misconception I don't even know if it's a misconception but one of the biggest misconceptions amongst men is the crazier she is the better it is now when you say the better it is be be explicit be, be clear I'm talking about clear. that box okay so the crazier a woman is the better the sex game is yes why is that because she has less inhibitions oh okay the oh. less in, when the, when I see a woman and, and oh my goodness, and I understand because every woman comes with a disclaimer. Mm-hmm. Right, they have things that they will do. I, things I, that I they like women. Do. I like women with no father figure. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> we're not even gonna go there oh, right wow. now. Okay, but the less inhibition she has, the more potential there is for the sex to be amazing. Okay. Fatherless women have the have the best sex because they they. <laughs> I do not agree with my co-host. Man, we may have to have a whole different episode. I can't even support to, that right there. What's, I, to I do a deep dive you. in that. You. What's, what's your daddy name? Oh, you know your daddy? Oh, hell no. We, oh my goodness. So. Uh, just in conclusion, um, blowing up someone's car is a help. It's a sign that You're that relationship is not healthy. Um, we, we, in all seriousness, we do need to have more conversation and more examples on what healthy love looks like. I think we have all shared in, in private conversations outside of the podcast, the different people that influence us. Um, I can say my grandparents, they didn't have a perfect relationship. They were married for over 60 years. But for me, they had a very realistic relationship where there were definite ups and downs. Uh, 
every day wasn't a good day. They worked hard to have a good marriage. And when I say good marriage, meaning a realistic marriage. And so I think we need to really normalize more healthy relationships and not the toxic stuff. Because again, I think Drea's com you know, her conversation and comment on the podcast. I get that she probably was joking, but the fact that she has this big social media presence and there are a lot of young impressionable girls that are following her, I think it is pro problematic to compare, you know, your relationship to Bobby and Whitney, which we saw that yeah. was not a healthy relationship. Whoa. And to say that, you know, I need someone to shoot me in the foot. Crack is whack. Exactly. It really <laughs> is whack. But, you know, I, I think that's problematic to say that, you know, you need a man to shoot you in your foot. To prove that they love you. Because that tells me that as the woman or the person saying that comment, you have some insecurities, some things you need to work out that no matter what that other person does, you will never really accept that love because you got some ish that you need to deal with. Because I don't need nobody shooting me in my foot. So Emotional intelligence. <laughs> and there is that a book is on that. the key. So topic number three. So we want to talk about the topic of do we feel that men receive equal support of pu or, public, no. or public outcry when they're the victims? Oh, no. So the first celebrity situation we kind of want to bring to your attention is the August Alsina situation. I know you guys are tired of the word entanglement. I like the, I like the, uh, the song. Yeah, the song bang. Yes. You know, I love, yeah. I'm a big Rick Ross fan. I'm a, I'm a Rose Rose fan. I was like, okay, yeah. August, go ahead and get them coins. <laughs> you gotta go ahead and get this money. Because honestly, I've not listened to his new album that was actually released, which was what he was uh, speaking to Angela Yee about, the infamous, you know, um, interview where he uh, let us know that not only was he entangled with Jada Smith, but also he got permission from what Will. What did Jada Dude, August Alcina. Well, let's, let, let me give a little bit of background for those, unless you're living he underneath a rock. He released the album? He did release the album. It's like 27 uh -oh. tracks. It went, a lot. it went double copper, double nickel. I, 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 look, I don't know. But so let's talk about August Alcina. So he had an interview with Angela Yee from The Breakfast Club where he was kind of talking about his life and his journey. He shared that he was in a relationship with Jada Smith, who is the wife to Will Smith. Uh, there have been rumors over the years that the two of them had an open relationship. So he kind of confirmed what we were already suspecting. Uh, they had a red table talk where Jada and Will addressed the rumors. Will said that he did not give permission. Jada said, hey, no one can give permission about my body. She did admit to the entanglement, mm. which uh, Will was like, uh-uh, uh-uh. Tell the truth. It was a relationship. So she said, yeah, it was a relationship. So what was kind of interesting is she shared that uh, August was brought into their actual home. So he was living with them. Uh, he was he was friends with their, their son. And at the time that he came to the Smith family, he was going through a lot of emotional and mental issues and health issues. And that he was a very broken person. And so what's interesting is, is that if the roles were reversed, if this was an older man that was somewhat of a mentor to a um, younger woman and a sexual relationship uh, occurred that there would have been a much bigger um, outcry from society. So another like example we want to kind of highlight to cover the topic of do men receive the same type of support when they're victims is 
DJ Fluker. So he plays for the Baltimore Ravens. He's an NFL player. And recently, his long-term girlfriend was arrested for domestic violence against him. And so when the fellas told me about this topic, I had not heard it. And it kind of goes into the narrative if it was reversed, if he was the abuser in the relationship, that this probably would have been a coverage Lock of the his news. ass up. <laughs> this would have been covered to the magnitude that I probably would have seen it because I, I am a social media. He ain't shit. Loses so, job. And, you know, the incident that resulted in, in, in arrest was actually an ongoing uh, history of domestic violence against this NF player by his girlfriend. So we want to broach the topic of do men receive equal support from the public Hell when they are the no. victims. So, we'll start with you, Tim. You said that's a cool, Chris, no. Yeah, it's, it's... Well, it's mostly suck it up and deal with the shit. You're a grown-ass man, so if if a woman put her hands on you or do something to you, you're supposed to just deal with it. Mm-hmm. And not complain about it or not whine about it. Just deal with the situation. No matter if you're bleeding, you're hurting, it doesn't matter. You're supposed to deal with it. And then when you go to friends a lot of times and you if, if you a public figure, they're going to be like, well, why are you complaining about it? You're a man and she's a woman. You should be able to just to handle those little punches, those kicks, those stabs, those uh, that gas that went in your new vehicle and you tried to blow it up. But anyway... You're supposed to just deal with it mm-hmm. at the end of the day. And nah, y'all ass need to go to jail too. So let me go on the record of saying that it is never okay for anyone to put their hands on anyone. So if you're a woman and you're putting your hands on your dude, you're foul. But if you're a man thing. putting your hands on a female, you're foul. Because we don't condone, at least I don't I don't condone um any sort of violence in relationship and to be fully transparent i have been in relationships that have turned violent and so i understand it's not okay and it's very 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 toxic well i've I've seen a lot of violence and 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 especially oh man she she might be upset with me some Mm -hmm. of my family members might be upset with me (laughs) i've seen my grandmother turn up on Mm -hmm. my grandfather you know what I'm saying? I seen my grandfather hitting the head with plates. Wow. I seen him get stabbed. Like, it, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Like, grandma did not play in her time. And the thing is, when it comes to a man and domestic violence, even, you know, the authorities look at it like, well, why didn't you do anything? Or why are you calling us? Yes. But okay. when it comes to a woman, automatically, you're getting locked up. There is definitely a double standard. And the more that we address it, the more that we can make people aware that this thing works both ways. It's not a one-sided thing. So let's go back to the Jada August Alcina situation. So if the roles had been reversed, if it was an older man that was supposed to be a father figure, a mentor to a younger woman who was going through mental health issues and also health issues, do you think the 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 outcry or the response would have been the same well, as first, opposed to what it was for Jada? Because I, I've heard a couple of people just like, oh, you know, no. well, good for you, Jada. You know, no, you got no. you something on the side. You were separated. But do sit you feel your, like it'd be the same? Sit your res- cougar ass down. Exactly. Jada. If Will Smith mentored a chick who was, uh, oh, excuse me, 
let me use the proper term. If okay. Will Smith mentored a woman mm-hmm. who had who possibly had mental health issues mm-hmm. and slid her the beef on the side. Not the beef. Yeah. Raw sausage. Okay. 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 Where's the beef? Black Twitter <laughs> would have killed him in the comments. They would have. They would have killed him in the comments. But because it's Jada, because it's a woman, mm-hmm. and because men can't be victimized. Exactly. It's okay. Okay. What say you, Tim? Do you have anything to add to that? Well, first and foremost, I have a I have a daughter that's a teenager, and I and I've told her, if you put your hands on a man, please be expected to get to get hit back. Mm-hmm. If if you're gangster enough or grown enough or woman enough to put your your hands on a man, yes, please be anticipating that he's going to take that punch and then hit your ass back. Yeah. So don't put your hands on a man unless you um, expect it. Because you don't know what type of man you're dealing with. And I I applaud that. All right. So keep keep your hands to yourself. Then you can't, you you have nothing to worry about. If he put his hand on you, hands on you, then you know how to react to it and call daddy and and George and Ebony. And and we're going to make it. Ride out. Yeah, we ride out. And the funny thing is, and not funny, I went through this situation with my son. So my son is um, 21. He was 20 at the time. So he's a college um, age student. He lives at home with me. He works at Denny's part-time. And he had a confrontation with a female co-worker. Mm. And she actually got in his face. He drop-kicked her? No, he did not because he was raised properly. She got mad aggressive threatened to call her baby's father to come and F up my son. And so his dad picked him up from work. And then his dad called me. And so his his dad and I are sitting and talking with him. He's just like, you know, I walked away, mom and dad, because, you know, you guys raised me to not put my hands on women, even when they put their hands on me. And I had a proud mama moment. But then the other side of me came in. Because (laughs) then he was just, his dad had disclosed, like, yeah, she said that she was going to F him up. And she's going to call her baby dad to F him up. And I said, word? Because that's my heart. Anyone who knows me, when it comes to my son, I see red. I turn into mama bear. I get protective mode. But I was proud in the moment that his father and I instilled in him, like, you may come into situations with women that may be aggressive and put their hands on you. And even though that's not right, the right response is to walk away. And so I do think we need to have more dialogue because the reality is there are men that are in toxic physical relationships where they're being, um, their physical space is being violated. Mm-hmm. And I think if we want to move forward, we do need to talk about that too because we do have men that are victims of domestic violence that are in toxic relationships that are that are perpetrated by men that that are perpetrated by women as well. And I think that is a conversation that we do need to have as well. And, you know, that kind of goes to why is it that society really pushes a narrative that men always have to be strong. They have to display that they're masculine and that, you know, they're not allowed to show emotion. They're not allowed to be vulnerable. Where do you think you guys think that comes from? And do you feel comfortable opening up and, and being vulnerable? Well, it's a it's one of the many double standards that's in America, as far as men being open and vulnerable. It's it's just not. It's just a double standard. Women can be that way, but men can't be that way. Yeah. Same thing with Jada. Jada can uh, take advantage of August Alcina being that he was in a whatever mental state that he was in, and that people are fine with it. They support Jada, but if the roles were reversed and Will did the same thing, the society would be 
they 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 frown on that. So it's it's just one of the many many double standards far as when it comes to men and women. Definitely, I'm 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 not at all comfortable being uh vulnerable around men at all. Like I gotta really know you. You gotta really be my man's my mm-hmm. man's in them. <laughs> You, I got to really know you and know that you in my corner in order to be vulnerable around you. Because, and, and even in that instance, if if you uh, divulge certain information that I feel like you violated, like, I'm going to look at you in a different way. Like, I really have to know that you're in my corner because it is so important for the man to be the pillar of the family. You know what I mean? And there's no time to show emotion. You just have to move on and take care of business. So no, I, not in, not in, at the least, being able to show emotion in front of other men. That's a no go. I'm understanding of the fact that so many men have been raised by their mother. So that understanding that mm. how man should ha- handle certain situations is is different now. You know, like dudes getting on social media and saying and doing certain things is is normal now. Like, Such as what? Give us an example. Like August, August Alcina, yeah. Oh my God. So I know oh I, we've God. had conversation offline where we said that he uh, definitely violated the G code or the man oh, code. Yeah. He, he should never have disclosed that he was, you know, hitting off you know Jada. He, I look at August Alcina like Takashi Six Nine. There's no way in the world you should have talked about what happened to you and Jada. Like the late great Biggie said, why blow up my spot? Because we both got hot. (laughs) Why are you even talking about this situation? Mm -hmm. There was something between you and her that was not meant for the rest of the world. Now, can you respect that he has come out with other interviews since his initial interview in the Red Table Talk saying the reason why he felt compelled to share that is because there were true financial implications. There were different jobs and gigs that he was missing out on because, let's be honest, the Smiths are known as the epitome like black love. Like a lot of people say, you know, they're the standard. And so he felt the need to come out and share his truth, which was, hey, I wasn't being a home record, they were separated. I got permission, and that's why I engaged. Guess, in guess what? August. I get that. You, you, as a man, you made the choice to deal oh, with Jada. Oh yes, I have to applaud. As that. as a man, you decide to get in that entanglement, entrapment, whatever the hell you want to call it. That's that was your choice, so you got to deal with the consequences. When you met Jada Pinkett Smith, the yes. beautiful yes. Jada Pinkett Smith, beautiful black woman, you knew. All the ramifications that came with that. Mm-hmm. And you still chose to deal with her. Mm-hmm. Now, you got to understand that there are certain things that you can and cannot do. And he stepped out of that pocket. He was wrong. He my was my issue wrong. is, why in the fuck did you bring up Will Smith? <laughs> Will Smith gave me permission. If Will Smith didn't give you permission, would you... Have turned down Jada? Hell no. But don't bring another man in the decisions that you made. Do not do that. Will is whatever. Even if he gave you permission, you do not come back and say, well, Will gave me permission. You sound like a bitch-ass nigga. 
I'm just oh, gonna be honest. Lord. Yeah, you you really sound like a bitch ass it, nigga. It is in the equivalent fight. to a dude back in high school that used to tell, you know, what I'm saying it might be your boy or somebody you cool with, and he go and tell a girl, yo, he don't really love, love you. Yeah, he got, he got two other girls on the side. <laughs> <laughs> So sounds no, like we man. may have to have a whole separate episode about men. Will smack that nigga. Will smack him. <laughs> smack the shit out of him. We may have a whole like other episode about men who snitch. <laughs> so. Oh my god. Okay. Now let me let me ask you this this question, and this is a real raw question. I want y'all to be completely transparent. Are men allowed to cry? And when I ask the question, are they allowed to cry to the women that's in their life and to other men? Um, everything is, is, do you depends, feel, do you feel comfortable the, crying to me right now? Depends on the circumstance. Okay. And what does yeah, that mean exactly? Yeah. If my mama dead, God damn it, I'm crying. Okay. That's okay. my mama. That's, that's, I, I, could, I could agree that's, with that's, that. That's, that's, that's the love of my life. That's yeah. the first woman okay. I, I, I came to love. That's the, the, whether you, you believe it or not, but it's the truth. This is this is the woman that you base all the women and that you deal with in your life off of. So good, bad, or indifferent. Yep. Yep. So my mama, my mama passed away. I'm crying. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I'm 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 balling up like a little ass kid. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Now, what about so if you were in a relationship, so your girlfriend or wife, would you feel comfortable to cry to that woman that you share your life with? That. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, that you love. Well, right? not crying to her. That's. Don't say it like now, that. Now, what does that mean, cry to her? I, I'm, I'm just, that's what you said. I, 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 I may <laughs> cry in her presence. Okay, because there's a distinction. Yeah, okay. yeah. Because my dad, you know, on his birthday and the day that he died, mm-hmm. or just certain situations mm-hmm. where, you know, me and my dad just had this special bond, I may cry. Okay. Because that's, that's, that's my round right there. That's, that's, that's my guy. So I may cry, but I'm not crying to her. I'm crying about the situation and then my father not being here and I can't communicate with him about whatever's going on in my life or, you know, certain times of year we always went fishing and, mm-hmm. and did our things and, and, and you know what I'm saying? And so let me cover this question. If there is a dynamic or situation that's going on between you and the woman of your life, are you able to cry about that? Because you're very, no. you're very clear that if it's, no. If it's no grown man like, might not come to Timothy Terrell Trimble crying about no broad. I'm gonna smack you in your goddamn mouth. Yeah. You better not come to me crying about no broad. Now, why is that? No, you. you why can't Why can't a no. man? If you're going through a situation between your girlfriend and your wife, why can you not cry to the you woman that you love? You are. You're oh a my gosh! Hoe. No, don't, that doesn't make you a hoe. No, you don't cry. What are you crying about a situation? If it's a woman you love and y'all going through some stuff okay. and you love that woman, listen. You give your everything for that woman, died, or your baby mama, uh-huh. or your wife died. Mm-hmm. Don't come around me crying. But I'm no, I'm talking about with the woman in this in your life. No, you can't cry to that no. woman. Hell no, no, why no. not? No, because not not about her how doing something to me. Weak? How can I be Sucker. weak? And still be the pillar why, of the family. Why do you feel that crying or showing an emotion makes you it weak? Is weak. So, so everything every not keeping it 100. Oh, if we want to keep it 100. Jesus wept. I got it. Jesus wept. She's not keeping it 100. Because if a man cried in her presence about some bullshit, yeah. she's not going to respect that Let man. That's before. not true. That's Listen. not true. Oh, my dog died. What? If he, if, My dog died. So... I'm just feeling a certain way. He died five years ago on this date. 
So I want to cry. So let, let's pause Everybody right here. Everybody got that grandma. Hold up. One second. I'm sorry. No, Everybody okay. got that grandma or that, that, that big mama in their family. Down that south, we call him a dip. But go ahead. When somebody died, Mm-hmm. She didn't cry in front of anybody. Nope. She kept it strong. 100. Why is that healthy, though? Why is that healthy? Because she had to be strong for everybody else. But that's mm-hmm. not healthy. I believe it is healthy. It's you not. Let me, let me, let me tell you something. Go ahead. It's healthy because we have to understand that if we believe in the Father, mm-hmm. that that person has gone on to a better place. Mm-hmm. The only reason that we cry is because of our selfish needs. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And in some situations... Because I want them there for me. Exactly. In some situations, you have to understand that you are the strength of everybody else around you. And being the man in the family, Mm -hmm. you got to hold it down. I don't want to see... I don't want my son to see me crying over a situation that me and his mama had. What kind of man am I? And see, the, the problem that I have with that theory is that there are a lot of people, both men and women, that are walking around that are emotionally constipated Mm. they're holding in feelings and they're holding in emotions they're dying in silence i take it out in the gym because crying and showing emotions is a very natural and human part of being alive the day that we don't feel and the day that we don't show emotions is the day that we're dead anger happiness joy lust Jealousy. These are all different emotions that are part of being human. You said lust. Look, yes, I, I yes, all kind of yes, emotions. Yes, that's yes. An emotion I, as well. I agree with that because, I, and oh my God, she gonna go, she gonna get me for this one <laughs> because with lust, yeah, yeah. Then there's females that you see that you be like, I want her, but let me tell you, I'm gonna go to the gym. I'm gonna take it out on them weights. Well, I think I think the biggest issue is understanding emotions just like when my dad died i didn't cry during his funeral when they buried him Mm -hmm. but like three months later something happened that reminded me of him and i just fucking just start crying so i think i think that the the issue is people feel like damn they beat themselves up or they feel like something is wrong with them because they didn't they didn't cry when the incident happened a lot of times, uh, you don't cry when something just happened. You cry two, three, four months later, after the fact. Like, I didn't cry when my dad passed away, but, like, three months later, something happened, and then I cry, and then, you know, uh, in the future, I cried about other things that reminded me of him. But don't, I think that the, the travesty is people beat themselves up. They're like, what's wrong with me? Why am I not emotional? Why am I not crying at this point when something first happened? It takes your, your mind, body, emotions, some time to process whatever's going on. So don't beat yourself up if you, doesn't, if you don't cry when somebody passed away immediately. Because I, I don't know what it is, but sometimes the emotion doesn't really hit you until, you know, months later on down the road. And, and that's true. Um, I lost my grandmother. It's been almost, it'll be two years in August. And what I have found about grief, because she's been the closest person that I have lost to death. I've, I've lost other family members, but I was very close to her because she partly raised me. Um, I have this joke with my grandparents. They were referred to me as their daughter, not their granddaughter. But I found that grief has hit me in waves. So if you've ever been to the beach 
you know, the waves are all nice and by your ankle, but if you wait a few more minutes, they can almost like take you over. Right. Mm, and, yes. you know, the emotions of her death, there are some days where I'm fine. I am very grateful that she's in a better place and that she's not here hurting. But then there are those days when the grief hits me like those really powerful waves and just knocks me out. And mm. I just, you know, the, the grief is fresh. So, um, but I'm glad that we have this conversation because I, I believe it's important in order for men and women to live in harmony, if that's even a real thing, is to have these real conversations about emotions about being vulnerable, about opening up. And especially there's a stigma that black men are not allowed to cry. These two may not agree, but I believe that it is healthy for black men to cry, to show that emotional side. It doesn't make you lesser than a man. I scared. Does... <laughs> that I'll be sure movement. Uh, I, I don't, for me, and this is speaking as a black woman who have dated black men, I don't look at them less than showing a human emotional reaction, especially when there's a time. I step on, if I step on an ant and start crying because I killed an ant, one of God's creatures. Lord, that is not the example that I'm referring to. But I think it's healthy for people, both men and women, to cry, to get that emotion out and to deal with that emotion. And sometimes you can't deal with that until you purge that. And purging comes in the sense of crying. So our final topic for our premiere episode of For the Love of the Culture is going to be covering the Mike Tyson and Roy Jones oh, fight. It's ludicrous. Yeah. Now, ludicrous. let me be honest. Oh, yes. I know nothing about boxing. I like to go to mm. boxing parties because I like to get the wings and drinks. You like that, to look at the men, too. I mean, they're all right. <laughs> but it's too much. It's like all these pre-events, and then it's like midnight, the fight actually happens. I'm like, I'm tired. Yeah. So I'm going to let my co-host take the lead on this because I really don't have an opinion I'm going to be educated with you guys about, is this really a fair fight between Mike Tyson and Roy Jones? So I'm going to hand the mic to George. My goodness. Um, Mike Tyson is a different kind of animal. And and I'm not trying to liken a black man to an animal because please believe me, I am all about the culture. But Mike Tyson has bitten a man ear off. Mike Tyson has gotten high off Toads. Mike Tyson was made to shift your kidneys to the left side of your body. He is just a freak of nature. I don't think that Roy Jones is prepared for what Mike Tyson has to offer. Yeah, but Mike Tyson, is, is he's done all those things, but Mike Tyson is not the same Mike Tyson of 20 years ago. We all know the end of his career and how he Blasphemy. How he was losing fights and and just not into it. I, I think I think Roy Jones is is probably one of the greatest fighters of all time. Oh my goodness! And the fact that he never he he trained, but he didn't train. He just had natural talent, and that's that probably was his demise. The fact that he didn't. Train. I was he in Iraq when Roy Jones got knocked out. Right, and it was it was so quick. It happened so quick. And, and don't get me wrong, Roy Jones, I think he's a great fighter. One of the best. I won't say one of the best. But I will say there's not too many men that could stand in front of Mike Tyson. And and Wait a minute, who was the last dude he lost to? Who? Mike Tyson? I don't yeah. know. Tell me, who was the last dude that he lost to? A fat white guy who, who used to fight in, in, in pool halls. What? 
I I had to look up his name, but he lost to nobody. He 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 Roy lost. Roy Jones to, have fought a lot of nobodies also. Roy Jones. I remember this one distinctive match. Roy Jones fought a guy who was working part time in a supermarket. In a supermarket, you fought a guy who was working part time in a supermarket. This that man didn't back up Roy Jones groceries correctly. When he <laughs> when he got off of work, he had to train. Roy Jones trained the whole time. I look, Mike Tyson. He looks really, really good right now. He's trained. He's ready for this event. I don't think it's a big matchup. I think Mike Tyson squared this one out. Mike Tyson quit against somebody named Kevin McBride. That was his name. He he didn't lose the fight. He quit. That's 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 his heart wasn't in it. Yeah, but you still don't quit. You know that. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't yeah. quit. He quit. We're still talking about Mike. We're still talking about Hey, Mike. I love Mike. Mike There's a rumor. I don't know how true it is. But Mike punched whack one hundred in the head. Then he had a headache for days. We might say that we don't want that, that might not might not might not win this fight. But if you had your choice and one of them slapped your mother, who would you rather fight? Not your mother, Jesus. Mike Tyson or Roy Jones? It just depends. I'd probably be Mike Tyson. You would rather fight Mike Tyson over Roy Jones. It'll be quick and painless. Roy Jones will just he'll just punish me for about Around or two before knocking me out. Nah. Mike Tyson won't. I'll jump in the chest to fight Roy Jones. I'm not fighting Mike. There's no telling what Mike. Mike might bite a hole in my face. Yikes. Yeah. Only reason he bit Evander Holyfield because Evander Holyfield was giving him the business and Evander Holyfield was hell. I'm not concerned with the particulars. The fact is that he did it. What other man do you know in the history of boxing has bitten a man? Bitten a man's appendages off? Nobody. But still, <laughs> I think I think I think Mike Tyson is is I, I don't know what's the reason for this return for him or Roy Jones, but I just want some sports. COVID is taking all my damn sports away, so I just want some sports. I don't give a damn who get knocked out, who get bit. It doesn't matter to me. I just want some damn sports. Yeah, it. it's going to be. And, and with this whole COVID, I, I really do want some sports too. It's going to be interesting. I am willing to pay for it. I'm definitely willing to pay for it. It's going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to be really, really fun. I'm looking fun. forward to it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's I got my money be. on Mike though. Um, it's, it's no it's a no win situation though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, at the end of the day, they're not winning any belts, they're not winning any money. So it's no, I just, just want to see Mike be somebody else. Yeah. I feel you. Well, I will say, George, that video that you showed me of Mike Tyson kind of training, he looks like he's ready to win. Whereas oh, yeah. Roy joins, he looks it looks like it's just a game. George, game. you look like that. Yeah. Hitting so. the mitts here. Yeah. <laughs> Mike Tyson looks like he's definitely been training. He's ready to uh, start his second career in the boxing world, so uh, any closing thoughts on what you guys think about this whole fight? Who's going to really win? Are we all for Mike Tyson? We feel like it's going to be a straight knockout. Tim, Tim is for Roy. For I know Roy? that. Okay. Well, I'm for Roy, for Roy if it goes the distance. If it doesn't, you know, if if Mike doesn't get to him early, 
then I, I think I think Roy's gonna win the fight. But if Mike gets to him early, then Mike Mike will win the fight. And when yeah. is this fight scheduled to happen? I have no idea. I'm, I'm just anticipating. I'm watching all the Instagram posts. I'm mm -hmm. watching all the the multimedia covering the situation. I'm just. I don't care if it's the next hour that it's gonna happen. Mm -hmm. I'm tuned in. I'm paying my money. I'm watching it. Well, Bangs. Well, we'll all be waiting to see when this fight actually takes place and who will be the winner. I have my bet on Mike Tyson because I saw the video and he's ready to win. But thank you, beautiful people, for listening to our first ever episode of For the Love of the Culture. Please like our Instagram page, Twitter page, Facebook page, which is Love for the Culture. Subscribe to this podcast on your uh, podcast platform. Please subscribe. Share rate and subscribe. review please subscribe. share with your friends we, there is no topic that we're not going to cover we will cover taboo things again this is not for your mama and your mima because we talk real talk over drinks we keep it raw real and transparent please visit our page at anchor.fm backslash love for the culture you can also leave us a message if there's topics you want us to cover if you want to share love we appreciate that thank you again beautiful people for tuning in episode one and we'll talk to you soon